Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. Your host for today is Chad Harris, my dad, who took me to help load the dump trailer after an eviction. All right, everybody. Today we are talking about how to build your network. So as real estate investors, a lot of times we're working really individually and we're out there on our own in the trenches, trying to find deals, trying to fix properties, get rehabs done, get dealing with tenants. And all of those things are generally individual endeavors. And a lot of times you hear how it's a really good thing to build your network or be out there networking with other investors. And to some people, that's a mystery of how to do it. Some people struggle with it. If you're extroverted, it seems really easy. If you're introverted, it can be a lot of work. And other people don't really see the need, right? Maybe their business is going along and they're growing and they say, well, I'm doing just fine. Do I really need to build a network? So today is about networking. One, why we need to do it. Two, how to increase your network. So how to uh, increase the number of investors that you are interacting with and involved with in some way or another um, so that you can get all the benefits of knowing them and being a part of that group. So why do we need a network or why do we need to be out there networking? And Number one is that networking tends to solve a lot of the problems that we face in building our business. So if you go and you look at your goals, hopefully you all have goals. We're going to talk about goals here in a couple upcoming episodes. Um, But if you look at your goals and you're trying to figure out how you can get more deals or fund more deals or uh, manage more properties, And you're not quite sure how to do that, right? There's always some obstacle to getting your goals, whether that's finding the deal, funding the deal, getting money, managing tenants, um, whatever that obstacle is. A lot of those solutions can be uh, remedied through a network, right? If you need more deals, if you have a network of wholesalers or other investors who like different deals, then a lot of times you will no longer have the need for more deals, right? You'll have deals coming to you. If you need to figure out how to fund deals, other investors who aren't active, they just want to lend money, uh, can be a great way to fund deals. Or other investors who have already done a lot of the legwork and figuring out which banks like investors, what the requirements are, which banks are active, things like that. That network can help you with how to fund deals. If you have questions about tenants or title companies or inspections, whatever those questions are, a lot of those things can be alleviated by networking and knowing other investors. So um, it's a good thing just to help your business grow. Some other real benefits are that it'll keep you up to date. So real estate markets, if you're trying to look at the economy and see where opportunities are, or maybe foresee where the real estate market's gonna go, all of that is local. You can't look at national news or national statistics because it really is the local real estate market. 
And the best way to stay in tune with what's going on in the local real estate market is by being around other investors. And you hear from them and together you all will know, kind of have a better idea where the real estate market is going. It's also good for encouragement. Um, most real estate investors I'm around, they're not trying to beat me down as though it's some competition. They're encouraging. So because we are so individualistic and on our own, a lot of times it's good to be around other people who are fighting the same fight and you can encourage each other um, to overcome those obstacles and work through all the problems because it is work. If you're not around people who are encouraging, it's still good to be um, around other investors and I think encouraging to be around other investors because you can see that it's possible, right? Maybe in your mind, owning 30 rentals seems insurmountable until you're in a room where everybody owns over 30 rentals. Or in your mind, one flip a month is really difficult until the room you're in, they're all doing, let's say, 10 flips a quarter, something like that. So just being around other people who have surpassed what you see as possible is encouraging. So make sure you're getting around people who are really uh, producing and being successful. Um, you don't want your networking associations to be people that kind of drag you down in the mire, right? You want to be around active producing investors. And lastly, accountability. So a lot of times just in open networking, there is no structure for accountability. But just knowing that you're showing up to a meeting where people are going to say, hey, what have you been up to? How's your business doing? What deals are you in the midst of? That in itself is some form of accountability, right? Because you are going to have to say what you're doing or how your business is growing. And maybe you show up to one meeting and you haven't done anything or made any progress. And that's the nature of business. But if you show up to two or three and you haven't made any progress, then uh, you need to get moving, right? You need to start making progress. So all of this, this whole topic, really came up to me this morning because I was at my mastermind meeting and it's a small group of investors and they're all active and they have different areas that they're focused in, but they're all very passionate and knowledgeable and working to grow their businesses. And so that's a very structured uh, networking environment where we're working together, we're sharing ideas, we're sharing our network, who we know, if somebody we know can solve someone else's problem. So there's a whole bunch of benefits there from that. Networking is much bigger than just a mastermind, um, but a mastermind is a very organized, structured way to have those same benefits. So no matter where you are in networking, we all want to grow our network right? Um, it is always beneficial to know more active investors, and it's always more beneficial uh, to know more people who are active in the communities that we invest in. So how can we build our network? And there are a whole bunch of ways, but I'm going to go over five ways that you can do it. 
And these are, I won't even say the top ways, but these are the five ways that come to my mind right off the bat. So number one, right now, most things are online. If all the, the meetings are online and most interaction is online um, because of regulations, hopefully this is short-lived, but for right now, I would get on uh, different real estate investing groups and add value, right? Post content or post comments, add some kind of value so that you start to be seen as someone who is active in the investing community and you're doing things. You have something to offer. You are a person who should be known. So that will eventually get people looking to you. And also when you're active on uh, those sites or in those groups, you're going to start seeing who is active in the community. You're going to see who the people are that you should seek out and talk to, whether that's online, over the phone, or whatever. You'll start to uh, get a feel for who the people are that you should try to get to know. So that's one way. But you'll notice that I said, get in the group and add value. Don't be one of the many, many people who gets in a group and immediately says, I'm a new investor. Can you help me get started? Or just tries to feed off the group. Okay. Um, and we all know, I've seen those kinds of posts. And, you know, obviously the group is going to react better if you're adding value or if you're contributing in some way. And then down the road, you ask for assistance in another way, right? So contribute first, give, eventually you'll get something in return from it, but always give first. So that's number one, online add value, get to know people. Number two, networking in person. So um, any group that you go to, you should try to meet new people. And this is any context. Right. So if you're at a, uh, a meeting for any business leaders, you know, I end up you end up at luncheons or different things like that. Try to get to know more people in the room. So we have a natural tendency a lot of times to go up and talk to the people that we already know and we catch up with them. And there's something to be said for that, but it's more important or a great opportunity to go and meet somebody new in the room. And uh, I do that at any business meetings. I do that at my church. I do that any any social context. I try to meet somebody who I don't know already. And this is something I teach my kids as well when they go to a uh, new sports practice or Sunday school class or whatever, encourage them meet somebody new. And then when they, when I pick them up, I say, well, who'd you meet? Who'd you talk to? What was their name? You know, just always reinforcing that perspective of they need to meet new people. They need to increase the number of people that they know. So um, that's another one. I would always seek out number three, association meetings or local meetups. So those are meetings specific to real estate investors whether that's a RIA meeting um, or a real estate meetup, go there and try to meet more people. Get to know more people who are in the business, who are active, who are really doing it day in and day out. Because 
you know, a lot of those meetings, it depends on the group. Some groups are really active, some groups aren't. But you'll have a lot of people who are kind of there to get something, right? And you want to meet the people who are producers. And you want to see what they're doing, share what you're doing, just visit socially, get to know them. And if there's an opportunity, you want to try to add value. So if somebody's a high producer in real estate, they probably get asked for things a lot. Great opportunity for you to stand out, not by asking for something or asking a question, but by contributing something or asking them how you can contribute to them, right? What's something they're looking for? What's a, uh, a uh, issue that they're having right now that you might be able to help solve? Those are all good ways. But try to go to meetups and association meetings and uh, meet as many people as you can in person. Um, number four, seek out producers. So that's in any context. Seek out people who are active in real estate. So that would be asking your friends, um, talking to the title company, asking them who's doing a lot of deals, you know, however you can find producers, find people who are very active and then seek them out. So instead of waiting for them to appear at a meeting where you already appear, you can either work through a network of people to try to get in touch with them or just seek them out directly, introduce yourself and, um, you know, say you heard about them, you'd like to hear more about their story, or you'd like to see if you could help them in some way, right? Most real estate investors are more than willing to talk about their business or how they got their start, um, but they don't want it to be a one-way thing. They want it to be a give and take. And so I would seek them out specifically and see if there's a way you can contribute to them. And then number five, um, one of my mentors said that you always pay for your network. And I don't know that you always pay for the network, but you can pay for a network. And that is a, another way to increase your network. There are a lot of elite masterminds where you have to pay to get in or apply to get in. And once you're in that group that you have paid to be a part of, and you are a contributing member, you are in essence networking and working with them with, within that group. So there are other ways to pay for your network, whether that is um, paying for uh, membership fees to get into certain clubs or certain associations. Um, there's a whole bunch of ways, but sometimes it's gonna cost money and that's okay, right? Um, the more elite the group or the, the smaller the group, then the better that group may be. You're just going to have to decide for yourself. But always keep in mind, you can pay for a network. So those are five ways to increase your network. A lot of it really just comes down to communicating, to just seeking people out, it's not complicated. It's just asking them their story, sharing your story, introducing yourself, and trying to keep up uh, over time with them. So I'd really encourage you, look at your goals and see what issues you have. Try to think about, is there a way if my network were bigger 
that my network would help alleviate this problem or help me reach my goal. Um, if you don't have goals, then we're going to tackle that one soon. We're going to nail down some goals uh, together. But wherever you are with your network, reflect and think about how can I build it bigger? How can I contribute to more people and help more people so that they want me in their network? And um, how can I be a better producer so that others seek me out, right? So I hope that helps. I hope you go out there in the next week, month, build your network, get to know more people who are active in your community, active in your uh, investing field, and always keep building your dream life one door at a time. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.